Welcome to the ENA Podcast with your host, Dan Campana. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications with the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode. And it's a big one. We're getting ever so much closer to Emergency Nursing 2023. And we're starting to roll out some of the big names and the big news about what you can expect when you get to San Diego in September. And today we've got, well, he's a CEO and founder of Go Together Global. He's a best-selling author, and he's the dynamic keynote speaker who will be kicking things off at EN23 during our opening session. Let me introduce and welcome to the podcast today, Shola Richards. Shola, welcome to the ENA podcast. Dan, thanks for having me. What a nice intro. I feel so honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I can tell you that just from the staff that has gotten to hear a little bit about what you're planning to bring uh, to Emergency Nursing 2023, and then on top of that, what you've been doing for a while now around the world, uh, there's a lot of excitement and anticipation. We know that our audience is going to be uh, really excited. Our members are going to be really excited to hear what you have to say. That's why we're here today. We're going to talk a little bit about what they can expect uh, from you so that they're circling that time slot You know, that morning that they make sure that they're there for opening session to hear uh, your message and and really what you want to uh, partake in our environment, but also what you want to give them to walk away with. So um, I've read through a ton of your stuff. I've been on your website and all that. And uh, really a question I just want to kick off with here is uh, how did you find this calling that you have right now? Oh man, oh, the origin story. You know, it's so funny, <laughs> Dan. I mean, I, you know, the, to not to oversimplify this, but like I, I sincerely and deeply want to make the world a kinder place. And I, a lot of this comes from stemming from when I was younger, I had a speech impediment and I stuttered a lot had really jacked up teeth, which made me an easy target for the bullies. And I've had a lot of moments um, in my life growing up where I was treated poorly for lots of different reasons. And I don't know. I wanted the pain to stop. I was like, and the question I kept asking myself was, why are people so mean? Why people be kind to each other? And I've always been fascinated with that. And to give a little bit of background, I'm an empath or what my therapist calls it, HSP, which stands for a highly sensitive person. So I feel things very deeply because I feel things deeply. It can be awesome in some moments and not so (laughs) awesome in other moments. And so I've been on this journey my whole life to try to figure out what causes people to behave in ways that aren't cool and not kind and mean spirited and hurtful. And as I've gotten older and I had my background in organizational psychology, especially in the workplace, like why, why do we allow ourselves to do this? And I mean, Any of the nurses and any clinician that's hearing me knows that incivility, lack of kindness is not just from the patients, mind you, or the patient's families, but also from your colleagues as well. So I spent a lot of time trying to focus on that and improve it. I did have a moment that really did end up changing my life. I had a really challenging mental health moment, which I'll share on stage. uh, And it's never easy to share, quite frankly, but I will share it on the ENA stage when I get an opportunity in September. Um, but needless to say, it was, it was life-changing for me. And when I got to a point where the amount of incivility and hatefulness and, and rudeness got to, uh, a frightening crescendo, I had to, I woke up and I was like, I gotta do something about this. I cannot, I need to change this. (laughs) 
this being how we're treating each other in the workplace and now outside of the workplace um or i'm gonna die trying so that's what i've been putting my work on and i'll continue to do so and i cannot wait to do it on stage on uh, september in your materials and on your website you, you describe yourself as a a quote-unquote kindness extremist <laughs> there is a lot of extremism in the world regardless of what you believe in and where you stand on this thing or that thing but you don't often hear kindness put into the context of being an extremist or extremism talk a little bit about you know what you mean by that and, and what it how you you share that with people in a way that sort of you know maybe it disarms them a little bit it's like you're not a fanatical person it sounds like but <laughs> you're passionate and, and because you live in this emotional realm that you described. So it, it struck me as interesting. And I had to ask you about it. I'm glad you did. You know, it's funny, I, I use those words intentionally because of what you just said, there's so much extremism out there so much divisiveness. And I wanted to use the word extremist in a way that would get people disarmed while also think about what I'm being extremist about kindness. And I am a kindness extremist. I and the reason why I use that terminology is because I feel like we can literally change the world if we lean into more kindness, but I want to use kindness intentionally. I think a lot of people, unfortunately, use the words nice and kind interchangeably. And they're not the same thing. They're not actually not even close. Nice, by definition, is just simply being polite and agreeable. And that's a super low bar. Like, can we agree? <laughs> like anyone can do that. That's right. not a big deal. Some of the meanest people on earth can squeak out a please or a thank you. I'm not into that. I'm talking about Kindness is demonstrating through your actions that you genuinely care about another human being. In the workplace, nice can be dangerous. And, and especially if you think about as a nurse, right? I mean, if you're thinking about, oh, geez, should I tell the doctor that they um, potentially made a mistake there or they forgot something or ah, I don't want to ruffle any feathers. This doctor gets really upset when I bring up things. That's the nice thing to do, right? You're just trying to keep things status quo. Kindness is like, hey, doctor, you just let you know you left a piece of medical equipment inside of this patient. <laughs> I mean, a little extreme, but the yeah. idea is like, hey, you know, hey, I really, I noticed that you didn't scrub up or wash your hands prior to, you know, coming in the room and just want to make sure that we do that. That's kind. That's the hard thing to do. Nice is like, well, the doctor knows what she's doing. No, we have to be like, no, enough is enough and lean into kindness, demonstrating through your actions that you genuinely care about another human being. And I think what's tough about kindness is that a lot of people talk about it like it's easy, like kindness, just sprinkle it everywhere. And Kindness means having really challenging conversations. Challenging is kindness is holding people accountable. And dare I say, kindness is making sure that you prioritize your own mental health and well-being. And it's not just about giving and giving and giving, but making sure that you have something within you so you can give to others. So yeah, and and on top of that, Dan, just to kind of solidify this whole kindness extremist stuff, my nickname, what people call me internationally now, they call me Brother Teresa. All right. <laughs> you can't can't make that up. I mean, I just it just I it took me a minute to dig it, but like I'm I'm cool with it now. But it's like I I will I will always be this person who's pushing the importance of kindness. And if I need to be extreme about it and talk about it and shout kindness from the rooftops, happy to do it. One of the things that comes up a lot in this world, and I, I've been around ENA for about six years now. You know, I've, I've you know seen people who are tough and people who are cynical. You know, ED nurses very much pride themselves on having an approach to the things they do. They're no nonsense, but they're caregivers. They're passionate and they're committed. 
these are these challenging times have really put them all through a ringer. And there's so many that are leaving what they love doing because they just can't do it anymore. So they are prioritizing themselves in that sense, but they're getting away from something that they may be really good at, something they really care to do. This audience is going to hear what you're talking about in terms of kindness um, and how it applies in all these different contexts. But what do you expect, what, what should they expect to hear, maybe not specifically, but you know, thematically that helps them understand that they have the ability to find this within themselves, regardless of what the world is throwing at them? Yeah, you know, I think a, a couple of things. One is the kind of harsh reality that we're not going to go back to the previous way of normal that happened pre-pandemic like that i think there's a there's a feeling of like i want things to go back to normal and that's just another way of saying like i was really comfortable and i had my footing before in 2019 and early 2020 and now things are just weird and i don't enjoy it i mean and think about what emergency nurses have gone through right if you think about it they are the heroes at the beginning of the pandemic the freeways were empty and only people on the freeways were these clinicians who were going to the hospitals and people were waving at them and making signs. And then it just crossed into a weird place where patients became more combative, more looking at healthcare professionals as the enemy, which is really weird. And the divisiveness where we've seen homophobia and racism and misogyny creep its way into the hospitals with the patients and their families talking just crazy to some of these nurses so my thing is like i don't want to insult anyone be like hey you know we're gonna get back to normal eventually just hang in there for this is this is it we are here now this is the reality that we need to work on and operating from that place of like this is our current reality let's figure out a way to, to navigate around that and one of the things i talk a lot about is the importance of community so meaning within your hospital, within your unit, within your family, wherever you go to, creating an environment where you have that support, that psychological safety, where you can reach out to someone like, I'm struggling. I just had a patient in the room that just called me a racist name. Instead of gaslighting the nurse and like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, don't, don't take it personally. You know, you're a caregiver, rise above it. Like, instead, just being like, you know what? Hey, that's, that's awful. And Part of this community is we're going to find a way to support you and care for you. That's what I'm talking about. Building community so we have a better chance of overcoming the challenges that are really dead set against us in some ways. So we can do the best work, care for our patients, and most ultimately, I would say, care for ourselves. So we can do this work for as long as we can. Just to kind of go off track just a little bit here, resiliency is a theme that comes up a lot, especially over these last three years. And resiliency seems to have a spectrum of its own. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, from, you know, the bury your head and just go at it to the, you know, what you described, which is how do we do this together, you know, mm -hmm. shared resilience. Um, what, what does resiliency mean to you as someone who has gone through a lot of different things, but also is trying to impart, you know, wisdom and thoughtfulness among the people who, who you speak to? That's fair. You know, I, I, I look at resilience as the ability to bounce back from difficult circumstances. And I feel that resilience has kind of two polar opposite ends of the spectrum, neither of which are good. And so the reality, I want to talk about in the middle, the good stuff. So one end, it's like, I don't know, like football coach energy, where it's like, <laughs> suck it up, buttercup. You're in nursing, quit being a baby. Get in there. Like, that's one side of it that is like 
the, and people think like that's resilience, like screaming at someone or screaming at yourself to suck it up and just be tough. The other side, um, equally bad, but totally opposite is the toxic positivity side, right? That's like, look, just be grateful that you have a job and like, why are you complaining about? And like, oh my gosh, this is so wonderful that you get to go here and go 14 straight hours without using the restroom. Like, like these are, those are like those two things, those two polar opposites are what turns people off to the idea of resilience because it's just like, I'm not going to be screaming at myself like a football coach and I'm not going to be making sure when I'm suffering and dying inside that this is lovely. Yeah. So true resilience is in the middle, right? The understanding that life is hard, circumstances are difficult, all these things aren't easy to navigate. However, with the proper tools, the proper strategies, we can make a challenging situation a little bit more palatable, palatable a little bit easier to deal with, less challenging. And dare I say, give us the skills that we can use to become better. There's um, there's an amazing video that I saw. Um, coach Kara Lawson, she's the Duke women's basketball coach. And she has a video that's called Handle Hard Better. And not to give it away, but you can look it up easily. It's very powerful. And what she says in this video is that we constantly want things to become easier we being the human nature our human race we just want things to be easier but instead understanding that things are not going to get easier the only thing that's going to happen is that we learn how to handle the hard stuff better that's it that's the secret to life that's the, that's it how do we handle the hard stuff better and a lot of what my talk is about is giving us the tools so we can handle the hard aspects of emergency nursing better so we can continue to do the great work that they do to save lives my dad um god rest his soul he passed away but um he had a really challenging um moment where he um collapsed in our home and it was rushed to the hospital and the emergency nurses at cooley dickinson hospital um in northampton massachusetts where this happened i i don't know i can't say enough about them they their presence their kindness and not just kindness towards my dad, but kindness towards me and my mom and my brothers who are all freaking out. Yeah. Just so much love. I want that to be the baseline. And I know when, when we're struggling and it's hard, it's harder to bring that part out. So I want to do in this keynote, remove as much of the mess around the challenges so they can really focus on giving that love to other patients that we got in that moment that was really challenging and scary for us. It's great to hear that. It's something that is always, when we, we talk to people and meet people who are outside of the, the emergency nursing community to hear that almost everybody has a story that links mm. them back and nurses know it and we know it. It's usually don't run into an emergency nurse on a good day. Something's happened and you need someone who is on your side and is accommodating to the moment and not in a pejorative way, but accommodating in the sense that what you described, showing kindness, showing patience and grace and all of those types of things. So um, it sounds like you've got some great connections and certainly your message, you know, again, without telling the story here, we don't, you know, <laughs> we want, we want to get the energy. We want to get the full Shola experience on stage in, in San Diego in a couple of months, but I appreciate you sharing a little bit of about who you are, what you want to bring uh, to the table for, uh, for our, our members and, and all the nurses who are in attendance in a couple of months. I'll give you the last word, Shola. What 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 do you want walking away from this podcast? What do you want people listening to to know or to think about or you know to put it in their pocket and say, I'm going to come see him and get the rest of the story in September. 
You know, I first of all, Dan, I'm so grateful for you giving me the time and space to to chat with the emergency nursing audience prior to the conference. I, I feel like the one message that keeps coming back in my mind is to, well, I guess it's two things. Can I do two things? You can do as <laughs> many as you want. I'll, I'll, I'll make it tight. I'll make it tight. I'll make it tight. I'll do the best I can. You know, one is just around the importance of really caring for our mental health and taking it seriously. I think that's one of the biggest challenges that I've seen is a lot of folks push off the mental health stuff um, for as long as they can. And just like, I just got to power through. I got to power through. I can promise you with near mathematical certainty that you will have a moment that you will break and it's not going to be pretty if you don't take care of your mental health and prioritize that. More on that to come when it gets to the talk. We'll talk about more specifics on how you can do that. Secondly, in a world that's getting increasingly unkind, I feel I think it's up to us to really try to shift the pendulum back to more intentional kindness. And yeah, that means learning how to disagree without disrespect. How can we remain in curiosity and stay out of judgment? How can we find a way to not add to the problems that we're trying to fix? My one takeaway, the one thing I'll share, um, bonus material, because not in the talks, so I'll just share this, <laughs> is it's really important that we lean into being kinder than we feel comfortable being. Meaning that if there's a moment where you have an opportunity to give kindness to someone or to use a quick clap back or make them feel bad, it's like find an opportunity to lean into kindness. It's like going to the gym, right? I, I can speak for myself. I don't always enjoy going to the gym, but there's never been a workout that I've regretted. I'm like, oh, I did it. You know, fine, fine, I feel much better. Kindness is similar. It's like if we find a way even in moments where it's like, oh, this person was so unkind. And as you mentioned so astutely, Dan, these are people that are coming on their worst days or one of their worst days to the emergency department. Can we find a way to step back and lean into kindness and create that community with each other so that when we're struggling, we don't take it out on our colleagues. We don't take it out on people who don't deserve it. We stay solidified as one team in service of patients in the community. And that's what I'm hoping to impart in September in a few short months. Gosh, it feels like it's so September so far away, but we're going to be there before we know it, Dan. It's going to be here, man. Can't wait. It's, you know, we're, we're 90 something days away right now. And, you know, I know from the ENA staff side, it feels like it's tomorrow because there's a lot to do to get ready for, you know, for everything that's going on, but it's a challenge that we're ready for. And when we get an opportunity to share some of the great things that are going to be there, such as, you know, getting an insight from you about what you're going to, you know, have for, for us and, you know, for the chance to, to get to meet some of our members and to talk with them and hear what they've got going on in their world, but all in this, this community, like you said, you keep using that word and it's something that's really important to us is that emergency nursing community. And you'll get to see the best of it in person when you're, uh, when you're with us in a couple of months. So, Shola Richards, you know, our, our kindness extremist, you know, uh, you know, for the day in September, but he's here with us on the podcast. Thank you so much for taking some time to, to get us primed and ready for, uh, for everything to come in September. Right on, Dan. So appreciate you, man. Thanks for taking the time to chat with me. And, and for anyone who's listening, I cannot wait to see you in San Diego in September. Can't say it much better than that, but of course I get to close the show. So I'm going to you know, offer my last little bit, which is exactly what he said. We can't wait to see everybody in San Diego. Uh, everything you need to know about Emergency Nursing 2023 is on the ENA website, ena.org slash en23. Register, you can look at schedule at a glance, you can dig into some of the education sessions. 
and certainly watch your email, watch ENA Social for more information about all the great things that are coming up. And certainly if you've been paying attention to social this week, you'll be seeing plenty about what Shola is going to bring to the table. And uh, we're excited to have him. I was glad, grateful to have him here on the, uh, the podcast today and hope that you'll join us next time. Shola and everybody will join us next time here on the ENA podcast. To learn more about ENA or to become a member, visit ena.org backslash membership.